landing in your stock rig to full-on LS-powered two buggies on stickies. This is the Total Off-Road Podcast. I'm Steve. I'm Mike. And you're listening to episode 196 of the Total Off-Road Podcast. First things first, I found out some really disturbing news this evening. Oh, no. Yes. Kyle Meng does not watch Dirt Every Day. Fired. That's kind of what I was saying, like fired, unfriended, blocked, annexed. What else is there? Oh, look, right as we start, he joins. Hello. Yes, we'll take that as a thing. Uh, please introduce yourself, guest. <laughs> <laughs> you know me as Derek Lassini. I've been on a few podcasts. <laughs> A.K.A. Demon. Are you guys literally like a minute in? A.K.A. <laughs> The busiest man on the planet Earth. Yeah. AKA Elon's right hand man. Uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so he's making a lot of dollars. That's actually what oh. Derek, Derek's doing. Derek's actually Elon's right hand man. He just can't tell us that. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I can't talk about work, guys. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yes, Derek, we're exactly one minute in. Congratulations. Nice. Yeah. You got here just in time. I'm much more on time than the last time. Derek, can you believe that Kyle Mang does not watch Dirt Every Day? I'm shaking my head so hard, and I'm saying that because I know the listeners can't see me. Unbelievable. I mean, it's quite flattering that he listens to the Total Off-Road Podcast that doesn't do off-road things. The Total Not Off-Road Podcast exclusively consumes no other off-road material, which says a lot because, I mean... He it's just saying when it, when it comes to your choice of off-road media, he chooses the total off-road podcast over dirt every day. Yeah. And he built an, a ridiculously well-built Dana 30. That's because true. I think, I think we need to change our slogan to total <laughs> off-road podcast. Kyle watches this over dirt every day. <laughs> or listens Prefer, to whatever. Preferred, preferred by many over dirt every oh. day. Total <laughs> off-road podcast. <laughs> I, more accurately. Preferred by some over dirt every day. <laughs> Preferred by many. <laughs> hey, just think if he had watched Dirt Every Day instead of the Total Offroad podcast, he never would have built a Dana 30. No, he would have ton swapped it and been done. Exactly. Yeah. And he then we would have put, put uh, Dana Spicer, whatever, Super 60 that they use on yeah. Ultimate Adventure every year. That. And he'd have done 717 gears. It's fine. That's not true. I got. I mean, Fred and Dave did a lot more unique things than like oh, yes. the cookie cutter ultimate adventure builds. If this podcast wasn't all about Jeeps, then maybe people wouldn't be building Dana 30s when they listen to it. Well, I don't know. I think it's more just like rig specific. Like, I mean, Mike, you got a Dana 44. That's a Jeep axle, right? Hmm. <laughs> Ooh. Hmm. Ooh, cuts deep. I think all Dana you're not, axles. You're not saying no. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's thinking real hard. Like, wait a minute, hold on. It's, it's basically my truck's basically a Rubicon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's fine. with eight lugs. Yep, eight, eight uh-huh. lug Rubicon, and it does uh, it does Jeep stuff. I feel like you should get a sticker for the side of it that says that eight lug Rubicon. I'm not putting Jeep words on my truck. You could Did get they? like you could get eight LR. Hey, you know what? Actually, <laughs> speaking of not putting Jeep things on my truck, this pisses me off. It doesn't piss me off as much as it could, but it still pisses me off. On the Core 23 sticker, nope, Core 22 sticker, it had yeah. a Jeep grill and like a front end of a Jeep on it. And my yeah. son, when he's standing on Snow Day's bed, he points at it and he goes, "Tractor, tractor!" And I'm like, "Well, no, technically that's a Jeep." And technically, nah. I hate it's on my truck. Nah. <laughs> I don't want to like tell him it's a Jeep, and he'll start saying Jeep. I'm just like, no, it's not a tractor. <laughs> it's, it's a truck. Kind and I'm of. like, but it's not really a truck. <laughs> it's a four before. It's a furbifer. Yeah, that's yeah, what I need know. to tell him. Furbifer. Tell him it's a Jeep. No, I don't want him. I don't no. want him knowing the word Jeep. That's a curse word in our house. <laughs> yeah, it's a four letter word. Is a question, <laughs> question, is a, did they ever make a YJ Rubicon? I think the answer is no, but... I think the answer is no. Okay. I was going to say, Mike, you got a YJ Rubicon because it's got leaf springs front and rear. Or headlights. And <laughs> headlights. Oh, my God. <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong. 
As far as Jeeps go, I think YJs are cooler than the, the newer ones. They are now gaining a lot of popularity. Because they were they're falling into... Yep. They huh? were so unpopular when the TJ came out, though. Yeah, YJ who? New yeah, because the, the TJ has, uh, was linked front rear, right? I mean, it was not mm-hmm. like... It, I don't want to call it linked, but it was linked. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it had... It had trailing arms, not not leaf springs. And I think that's when the term leaf springs are for poor people was coined roughly around that time. Probably. I just like leaf springs. They look so cooler. They're just cooler. D-Man Blues Freak. Mm Mm-hmm. A bent a leaf spring. I heard. I have I you can join the club because I have a my left rear leaf spring has like a orange like whoop in it. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah. So am I also in the club since I bent a leaf spring? Hell yeah, this is the bent leaf spring episode. <laughs> Welcome to the Poor People Podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think like you guys had talked about, I am probably going to do the expensive ass leaf springs in the rear. Are you? Oh, the Deavers? I mean, not like right away, but like I get some money. Off-road design, like works well works with alcan to like you know all their custom chevy leaf springs that they have on their website are alcan um i'll probably talk to steven watson but everybody says deaver is easier to work with so really yeah i'm not sure which route i'm going to take yet say again what do you what do they mean easier to work with i mean at least when i was looking at it it was like 2021 so it was still like covid desk lead times on raw materials and stuff and Deaver had like a 12 week lead time and I talked to Alcan and they're like not taking orders like we have a 20 week lead time or something like that and I was like oh okay (laughs) man I wish I had a company that was 20 weeks out so much business that I had to turn it away I I don't I think they were hurting I think it wasn't that they had so much business they had to turn it away Oh, they, so they couldn't get the stuff. They couldn't get materials. Never mind. So that sounds that sounds yeah, much that's worse. Not the that's not No, <laughs> no, never mind. But but yeah, the idea with like Devers on trophy trucks is that they have like so many tiny thin leaves stacked up to get the spring rate that you want. Um, but when you bend something that's thinner, it can do it a lot more times before failing, and so and then you also get a little bit more like friction between. That does stuff. I don't know. Science is happening. Why is Steve laughing so hard? Beats me. Please let me get it on video. Oh, are you oh, talking about Derek's dog? No, I'm not talking about Derek. Derek's glitching on my end. And so he's just bending the leaf spring at a rapid rate. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was to the trail riders. It is the most bestest thing ever. I can't yeah, wait am I to still see glitching it. on your end? You're still glitching, and you're still just bending That's that right. leaf spring. You're gonna fuck that thing up here pretty quick. Hey, Derek, if it makes you feel any better, it's definitely Steve's internet you know because you're not glitching at all on my end. Oh my! Yeah, God. but Steve's coming through nice and crispy. Oh my, oh my God! God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Beep 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 beep. I can't explain why that's happening, but I love it. It's really fucking funny. It looks like he's got his his arms up and he's just going Yeah. Up by his chest. Anyway, that was hilarious. I'll post it to the trail riders because that was now we know I see who's laughing. now you're back. Now you're back to normal. Sweet. Looks like a delicious piece of baguette you have there. Baguette. Baguette. Uh, Emily Emily ordered Panera and had leftovers. She was like, here's your dinner. I was like, hell yeah. Yeah. Bought one of these expensive here. Uh, keep like yourself a $40 cup? Uh, $30 cup. Keep your oh, drink. They're not, they're not quite Yeti level, yeah. No, yeah. It does say pack out on the bottom, though. That's kind of neat. So as I pick this up to look at it, it's so it's a Milwaukee pack out 20 ounce. And as I pick it up to look at it at the store, I think to myself... This base is just a piece of plastic. Mm. And so I sent a Snapchat to Meng and I said, can we just 3D print this and then use a real serious epoxy to just stick it to anything? Just yep. anything you want, like any cup at all. Any cup I don't at all. like where this is going. It doesn't need to be a cup. Oh, oh. okay. <laughs> what does it need to be? Oh, God. 
Here, <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> you do hey, it. The, listener, the listeners can imagine whatever they want, and then we'll tell them what it is. On Patreon. Leaf Springs. Um, pack out, like, cut, mount, leaf springs. Walk in the back of the jeep. How do you mount your spares? Pack out, cup, pack out, base? cup, mount. It's just you just turn your spare a quarter turn. It just stays there. <laughs> oh my That's, god! But I'm thinking that we can 3D print one of these, and then I can just like I can take a polished Yeti cup and just slap her on the bottom. I don't know what adhesive I'm going to use yet, or epoxy, something retardedly strong, like That's something a good plan. That sticks to anything indefinitely. Yeah, yeah. good. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. That would be cool. I like it. Or just have Kyle completely like fraudulently make Milwaukee pack out cups. At the bottom is just and he just three puts the whole cup. The whole cup. Oh my! Definitely <laughs> could. I think this is a little over eight inches, so his bed won't do it. He could do it in two pieces and glue it together. I don't want my cup to have glue weird. in the middle. Yeah, well, it's gonna have to be a short want, cup. I don't want my I don't want my cup to be made of three D print material. <laughs> That, that shit doesn't cure all the way. I'm not drinking out of that crap. PLA, PLA micro PLA in your system. All yep. the BPAs. It's fine. Uh, yeah, all the BPAs. BPA, Prop 65, it causes cancer. <laughs> like in California, You can't even ship one to Derek or the government like repels out of helicopters. <laughs> it's the California border and just bounces back like it's a sort of... <laughs> like a force field. Do you guys know that there's a um, like a check station when you come into California for like agriculture? Uh, yeah, I think I did know that. Like, as if you were crossing a, like a border? country border. Yeah. Want your wow. shit. Stop turning the force. If you try well, to bring that's, like, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. If you try to bring like carbon choke cleaner, do they also confiscate that? Because it's <laughs> known to the state of California to cause cancer. Okay. No, it's just, it's just agriculture. Okay. Let's check no, it. You, can, you can bring yeah. Prop 65 stuff into California. It just needs the yeah, sticker. It just Got needs it. a sticker. Okay. All of, my, all of my garbage is Prop 65 labeled good so it's good there's a big audience or a big audience a big market out here of people that probably want their shit to be shiny probably 20 percent, 20 20 percent of the volume goes to california no shit wow car culture in california is really strong despite carbs best efforts to like quench it you know Mm Hmm. so i miss being part of car culture yeah me too that was fun yeah i did car culture things this weekend did you know I did. I went and took my Mazda to Laguna Seca and raced it around at speed. Wow. Wow, indeed. Um, that sounds Seca? freaking cool. You mean like for was, real? Like not in like GTA? Green? No, yeah. Like I've done I've done hundreds, if not thousands, of laps of, around Laguna Seca in Gran Turismo and other games. Yeah. In person. So it was like it was pretty trippy because like <laughs> I knew the track. I mean, I didn't know like the track perfectly, mm-hmm. but I was like, I knew where the turns were and everything, and like, it was really <laughs> that is, cool. That is freaking sweet, man. For, you drive a track for the first time and you know exactly where to accelerate and decelerate. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what the next corner is. You're like, oh yeah, I know this spot. Oh, here's the hill. Yep. Yeah. The corkscrew yeah. is serious. I think it drops oh, like eighty or ninety feet. Oh man, it's blind. Like the, you come up over it. And like mm-hmm. you can't see the track for the hot second, and you just have to trust. So the first time I went down it, I was like, sort of way down, like following some guy, and he just took off. And I'm like, I'm not gonna just go blindly down this thing. But I think I, I probably hit it once or twice at like eight tenths, and then I was like, yeah, that's good enough for me. When like the front tires both were spinning because I was on the throttle, and it's just you're not off the ground, but they're just like because there's so oh, much less God. traction. Jeez. Wow. But it's fun. It's a really fun track. I want to go back again. So, so what was that event? Just uh, like a test and tune. Anybody could do it, or what? Yeah, just track day. Um, you pay like well, it's a lot. It's expensive, but um, and oh, you get it? like <laughs> yeah. Expensive? So I ended up uh, only doing th- huh? What does expensive mean, Derek? Five hundred bucks for the day. Yep. Yeah. So you get um. Let's see, it was three 20 minute sessions and then a 30 to 60 minute session, I think it was. I didn't stick around for the fourth mm-hmm. one because in the third session, under power going around turns, there was like a weird vibe. And I was like, mm, I got to drive this thing home. Oh, yeah. But now I can't replicate it. <laughs> so, like, maybe something was just hot or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, brakes, brakes probably hot and just shaking. Maybe. 
Yeah. Um, but like I was starting to get like stressed out um mm. at that point and I was like, I don't want to stick around. And like I would have gotten home like way after dark. So I was just like, let's just head home. Um, I'm just glad that I was able to do it. Um, because I was like, this might be the last track day for the Mazda. And I think while we're, while we're on this while we're on this storyline, um, <laughs> interestingly, I will be joining the Toyota Club next July. Um, I haven't told you this, Steve, but Mike knows. Uh, my brother-in-law, he's in the army, or his fiance and him are in the army. Um, she will be being relocated to hmm. Germany for three years, and they have this 2022 Tundra that they don't want to get rid of, but they also can't bring to Germany. Um. And they're like, can you babysit it in like a rust-free state and like do maintenance on it, which is probably just going to be oil changes, I'm guessing, um, and drive it a little bit. And I was like, of course I can. <laughs> Sounds like a great deal. So I'll, I'll have it daily and I can turn the Mazda into like a real race car if I wanted to. You could acquire a trailer or you could at least trailer mm-hmm. it up there. Mm-hmm. Maybe Rent a U-Haul or something. Trailer. Yeah. Yep. So that's my, I didn't do anything off-road, but. I did do horse furs things. Race tracks aren't technically a road, so maybe you did do stuff off road. I kind of. I will be. Was, I will be completely honest. I did nothing off road between now and two days ago when I recorded the last episode. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a weird <laughs> podcast. Time. No, it's going to be a great podcast. We actually actually have a topic, unless you guys have a topic. I have no topic. Perfect. We have a topic. Yay. Wonderful. It's patties versus patties. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's going to be a weird episode. I can already tell. Mike, can't wait. Okay. So update, a little bit of update stuff. Um, I've not done anything with my leaf spring. Derek, what's your, what's your vote for my leaf spring situation? I need, I need like a quick fix because I don't think I'm going to order leaf springs for it in the next month, in the next like week. Hello puppy, my puppy. Um, Hi, Emily. Maybe Emily. Could be somebody else. It's Emily. <laughs> There's a stranger stealing both your dogs right now. <laughs> Shit. She's not a stranger. <laughs> um, remind quick, me again, what is wrong with your leaf spring? I know it's messed up, but it, it, like a the, lot. The quick fix is you go buy some stock leaf springs and slap them in there. Or uh, you could mm-hmm. go buy some stock leaf springs and just put the bent leaf in there from the stock leaf spring. Which is the like, main yeah, like if you like your pack, just put the main uh-huh. in and you'll keep a lot of your spring rate. Hmm. Um, What's that right now? Custom or stock spring? It's a blended Rusty's six and a half. Top two leaves are the main and then and the secondary leaf are both the Rusty's six and a half inch. And then everything below that is the is the zone four inch. Because when I got my zone, the zone leaf springs that I bought from Chris... They were somehow two inches shorter than my Rusty's leaves. Hmm. I, have like, a, I have a hot take or hot suggestion. Okay. Call Chris yep. and see if he can work his magic with Rusty's and have them send you just the upper leaf, the main. That would be intri- intriguing. I could, I could just go buy a pair of Rusty's six and a halves. You could do and, that, but why? Like, you it, should, I mean, it's free to ask, right? Yeah, like, right, yeah. And just be and then separate that pack as needed to get what I want for a spring rate. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not be upset about a will. Do you know if Deaver will make me a custom set of whatever I want? Yep, they sure will. So they'll make me a custom eyelets and everything. That's the whole point. Mm-hmm. That's why you think they're so expensive. They don't tell you no. We won't make the eyelets size you want. Yeah. I will say this. I'm sure that they have tooling for like standard eyelet sizes. If you're like, hey, I need this weird eyelet that's like not even going to fit a normal bushing. They're probably going to be like, what? I want a 32 millimeter hole. Yeah. like, Yeah. It's going to cost you more probably. But my leaf packs currently are spun around Cherokees. Mm -hmm. So they're spun backwards. So my big. So if I was to order like a stock leaf spring from um, from them or whatever. It'd be military wrapped on the wrong side. Yep. I'm sure that you can have them move the hole. Mm-hmm. No problem. Right. Because it's the same leaf spring. They just need to move the hole into a different spot. That'd be wild to call them and say, I want, you know, such and such four and a half inch leaf spring for a Cherokee military wrapped on both sides. And I want it to be, I want the hole moved back 
five I inches. I don't think they military. I don't know why, but I don't think they military wrap the shackle side. I think I don't know that I it guess, gets any kind of well, unless you're Mike, it doesn't usually get um it doesn't usually get any kind of load on it like that. I mean me too, but like the front one should almost never get load unless it's like hanging down underneath, right? I, I don't think the military wrap is to protect the eyelet. I think it's to keep it from doing what mine just did. I think it's if your main leaf breaks, you've got the second leaf still wrapped around the bushing. That too. So that your axle's not like wee flop flopping you could around. Home on it or whatever, yeah. Yeah, you could drive back to base. So my quick fix thought on this is to C-clamp it down, take a piece of strap steel, and just wrap the strap steel around it as it like a a factory like not clamp or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, sense? I do. I don't know if that's gonna work. <laughs> What's that? I, I do you think it's gonna be strong enough to like get rid of the bend? I'll use quarter. If I have I to. don't know what you're talking about then. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. So imagine this is the leaf spring mm-hmm. and this is the secondary. See the gap? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna C clamp that down and on oh, top oh. put sideways, I'm gonna take a piece of strap steel like inch and a half wide, quarter inch thick strap steel. And I'm going to bend it down around both leaf springs like this on both sides. Okay, so your upper leaf is actually bent in the direction of the U. Yes. Not the opposite direction. Okay, yes. mine is bent the opposite direction. So I mine have the same like, issue as Derek, yeah. My, normally it's like this. Mine is like this. And apparently Mike's is too. Not this extreme, yeah. but... Wildly. Okay. Not uh, so honestly. Um, it, what I was planning on doing is taking the leaf spring out. Can you guys hold on? Let me try uh, to get Where's it? Where's uh, oh, I see it. Yep, you see Send it in the chat. Oh, that's really bent. Holy shit, that's the secondary. <laughs> it's yep. not like that now. Now it's only it's only bent like I said, like I showed you there. So, yeah, yeah. This, well, you're yeah. drooped out in that picture, but it's like this. What I was going to do is take both leaf springs out. Disassemble oh, them. Mine need to be rebuilt anyway to put new bushings and shit in them. Um, while it's out, take it and put it in the press and make it match the other side. Because spring still will bend if you bend it far enough. It'll just spring back. Right. Yeah. Um, don't add heat because that'll ruin the temper and then it'll just fucking break. But yeah, just yeah. At, at room temp, throw it in the press. Somebody, Hopefully like, the press is strong enough. Somebody's like, just punch a hole through it and put a bolt in there through both leaves. Yeah. I'm like, well, kind no, of an bad idea. <laughs> no it'll break there where the bolt yeah, is it'll, it'll break there eventually. eventually yep it may not be immediately but it will break through eventually the bigger washer you use the better <laughs> right now the jeep just has a little bit of a lean because of the bend um but i've, I've done this before because i did this on I, I did what you did i bent it in the same direction on one of the front leaves a long time ago mm-hmm. and it worked great um and then i bought a new set and haven't done it yet but so that'll tie me over until I get Devers. I just, that's obviously not a trivial amount of work. So I've been postponing it. Yeah. Yeah. For you, it's not so easy, right? Well, besides buying Devers, is it a lot of work? You bolts, I mean, come Lila's. Yeah. It's about the same amount of work as getting a new upper link leaf from Rusty's plus. 30, 45 minutes, but it requires that you have like a 20 ton press and a, a somewhat kind of bending die, or you can That's create your true. own bending die with like a bunch of steel blocks stacked up, I guess, but it's going to probably take a good amount of force, but like the, the bigger the bend, the less force it'll take, right? You just need to bend it further, mm-hmm. but you kind of want to set your blocks like right at the edge of where the bend starts and finishes. Otherwise you're going to like oh, have yeah. a, wavy, a wavy that up in it yeah that sounds like a pain in the butt never mind currently saving the video so i can send it to you guys my plan is just to replace the leaf springs with the ones that i got from you although i figured they're probably going to be too much right and i'll have to pull some leaves out of it and i need new shackles but i'm not going to buy any i'm going to wait and see if i get some from santa claus nice i i purposefully make sure to not buy myself anything from like Thanksgiving to Christmas. And so the trick to that, of course, is if I want something, just ask Santa Claus for it. And then I won't buy it for myself in case he brings it to me. There you go. And uh, it, it you know, cuts down on the holiday spending. 
Oh, okay. That's a good, that's a hot tip. Yeah. Hot it's tip. like, it's like you're like, you're hovering over the buy it button. Like, you know how it is on black Friday, mm-hmm. you get like a million emails, like everything that you want's on sale. I just delete all of them. I don't even look. I'm like, Nope, I'm not buying anything. Speaking of black Friday. Well, you just said that you bought nothing. Did you, <laughs> did you nothing. buy anything? Yes. Did. Yours sounds more exciting than mine. I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> but a sound bar. <laughs> oh. Because our old shitty Vizio broke. And then that's it. <laughs> I went to get. I went to Jacob. Ooh, Jacob's Ooh. signature series. He went to yeah. Jacob's signature series. <laughs> and I ordered a four can holders three something so i don't know i ordered a t- <laughs> i like where you're going with that yeah. <laughs> if only you if thought I had about that mapped out on what i bought i could have done that probably decently well um i bought the uh the aerosol can holders that go on the wall in the shop here i needed some of the, some more of those for the shop i ordered a t-shirt for some swag i ordered um what else i ordered a fire extinguisher mount I ordered some other things. There was something like that I specifically went there for, and it was not those two items. Was it pack out cup bounce? It was n- not. No, no, of course have, it was. You just bought a pack out cup. You I clearly have, bought pack out cup bounce. I already have a pack out cup mount in the Jeep. Okay, never mind. And pack outs. Um, it was something else that I ordered, but I don't remember where it was. And I don't think I ordered, I don't think I, well, did I screenshot the whole order? I don't feel like I did. Nope, didn't. Well, sugar. Um, yeah, I ordered a, a, a plethora of things from Jacob. Mm. Um, because that was the thing to do. Well, I mean, I, awesome. I saw that email and I saw the 30% and I was, I wanted to, to hard. I wanted to, Click it hard. hard. I wanted to click it hard. <laughs> he wanted to hard. Uh, so another thing that I completely spaced on, and I apologize, uh, is Morflate had a Black Friday sale, uh, and I believe it was, I believe it was twenty percent. So I don't know when this episode will come out, but I'll mention it anyway. The Morflate group buy is still going on. We've got about fifteen people signed up, which means we're getting. 15% discount. Sounds like we'll get some more. Um, I got a couple of people that are like, yeah, I got some buddies that'll probably sign up. So I think we're going to be pretty likely to get 20% um, unless we start getting a lot of people signing up. So seriously, tell your friends, does they don't need to be podcast listeners, although you can plant the seed um, and you can buy anything site-wide. That includes the PSI Pro compressor, which I think, Steve, you mentioned this before in the past. Yeah, it's the same as the Napa. Um, or you know, it's not the same. It's similar to the Napa in performance, but I like you know, my Tyler, Tyler yeah. and Morflate have done some upgrades, like improved heat sinks, and of course the the pressure turn off, turn on. Did you see that in our in our shared or collaborated post today? I did. I commented further, yeah, um, I and I believe I like, that if you I have like an my- issue with with a Morflate compressor and you contact Tyler, yeah. he will make it right. Um, I don't. Best. I don't think Napa gives a shit about you. Um, but maybe they do. But Morflate for sure does. Um, and but it doesn't. You don't just have to buy compressors. The the tire hose kits um, are sweet. You can mix and match. Make your own. Extend longer, shorter. Make a. You can make a four and six tire one if you've got a dually and an off road rig. Um, so it's pretty sweet. They're made of great you know, materials, they don't kink, they don't hold the memory, so they don't tangle very easily. Um, they're freaking nice. And I will be buying a tire hose kit and a compressor um in this group buy. So they're they're made out of a uh, Morzilla hose. Yeah, it's like yeah. the same, you know, it, type I mean, of material as Flexilla, it, but it, it's, it's not actually Flexilla. You know what it actually I'm sorry, I that's the wrong brand. It's it's a Flexmore rope. Flexmore. Flex, <laughs> Flex, <laughs> that's yeah, great. That's what, Flex more, um, um, <clears throat> flex flight. So yeah. So if anybody's interested um, in signing up for this thing, uh, I think in probably early December we'll we'll say, hey, we're we're ready to go, um, so that people can get their 
you know, their Christmas gifts to themselves or Santa Claus gifts for anybody they want. Um, and they can hit me up at Demon Blues Freak on Instagram or Derek Lassini on Facebook. If you do that, please send me your email. And, and you can also email me at dmanbluesfreak at gmail.com. Just make sure that in the subject line you put Morphlate group by. Did I miss anything? Nope. But Sweet. when when somebody says, oh man, I can buy that at Napa for a, less monies, I just say, I don't know who owns Napa, and I don't know who all the employees are, but I do know Tyler, and I do know who his employees are. And That's I right. also know that if you buy one from Napa, you're getting an inferior piece of shit. Mm. Now, if you want me to warranty tag on an inferior piece of shit, I will. I got time. <laughs> uh, you're probably right. In addition, the Morphlate, <laughs> the Morphlate team um, does a lot of good for the off-road industry in that they do trail cleanups and they also donate money to foundations that keep trails open. Um, so your, your money's going to the right place and will help ensure that at least for now in California, a lot of trails will stay open. And I think in Moab, I think they were doing some work with the blue ribbon coalition. So. And on top of that, Tyler's a good dude and he's about to have another mouth to feed. So, right. Yeah. You know, (laughs) go support your boy. All right. Right. It's the one thing that I didn't ask Santa Claus for because I said I would buy myself that once this group I goes through. Ah, nice. Hell yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait to stop having to borrow somebody's Morphlate every single time I go (laughs) off-road. Somebody's got to use it. My shit just gets air pressured once and gets put on the trailer. (laughs) Actually, I have one more uh, anecdote on the the 10.6 compressors because somebody asked me today, they're like, hey, what do you think about the ten six versus like an onboard or an engine driven compressor, like a York. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking back through everybody that I know that has a York. Um, and there's a bunch of maintenance that you have to do. You have to change the oil on it. Cause it's self, you know, self-contained oiling system. Wow. Um, Trevor had one and I guess you have to do an oiling mod on it. If you run it at certain speeds, cause he burned one up. And like on my truck, I know they make kits to like make it easy to install, but they're not cheap. And if the belt alignment isn't perfect, then like you're ruining your serpentine belt like system that like is on my truck. It's factory. So like I don't have to worry about it. It just works all the time. It's just it's just another thing to fail and plumbing that. And like, yeah. Or I I, I like the simplicity of the electric compressor, especially since the 10.6 will fill tires almost as fast, if not as fast as a York. Um, and that so, t- yeah. If Joe, if Joe would ever go wheeling, we could do that side by side. No, he's not putting a York on the new engine in the 80 series. I don't and think so. I think he, I, he can have a Morphlate. It's, that's right. <laughs> I also don't think that there's a kit to install one on a Gen 5, 4, 3, but. You know what else? You know, I have never done. I've never done a service on my 10.6 PSI Pro. There you go. Actually, because it's, um, because it's lifetime like oil and you don't have to do anything to it besides plug correct. it in and use it. That's correct. Okay, I will be cool. wheeling with Trevor next year at some point and we can do the comparison between Morphlate and New York. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I have New York my, sounds like a neat idea until the PSI Pro exists and you're like, oh, why did I go through all this trouble and plumbing and money and yeah. this other thing for less, way less just does the same thing? The a big York, part of a big if, part of why I'm nervous about the York too is that I actually worked for an engine company where I had to design a bracket for a uh, onboard air compressor for an LS and the amount of vibration now that was a bigger compressor than a York but the amount of vibration that like a single piston compressor puts on brackets is a lot and the flimsy little steel welded brackets that the companies make I'm sure they're strong enough but like for how long yeah, for how long, right? How many cycles? How many millions of pistons going up and down can you? Uh, I think it'd be great. Cool. It'd be great if you're driving, if it's a service truck and you're planning on doing a lot of air tool usage. That's where it would yeah. come in. Yep. You know, um, but like for airing up tires and things like that, like you, you don't, the, the 10 6 PSI just mount it in your vehicle, put an Anderson plug on it, and like live a happy life. Yep. 
That's what I do with my wire. Done. Yeah, that's I've got the wire under the I've got the wire in mine for the uh, for airing up tire a tire if I need to or whatever, um, like single tire air ups and stuff like that, and the lockers. But I use the ten six for everything else. But like, it is nice. It is very nice to have the onboard compressor sitting there with air in the tank. Um, like when I have a low trailer tire and I just whip out my air hose and air up my trailer tire. That's super convenient. It's so convenient. I have my long list of things I bought from Jacob. (laughs) All right. So Hmm. you're going to sing the song now. Oh, oh shit. Um, (laughs) I can, I, I, I can, it's not going to be a great song, but it'll be the people want it. I still want to know what the zip tie tabs for can aerosol holders. Uh, let's Three. see. Everything else is singles. <laughs> you just have to pretend. One, da, 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 one, da, 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 one. It sounds like a broken record. Anyway, I got uh, I got a cordless tool hanger shelf, a hanger with shelf. So I have that for the shop to put all of our drills and impacts in. Um, so they're just easier to find and not in the bottom of the toolbox. I bought four of the four can aerosol holders. I bought an off-road quick release fire extinguisher mount. I bought a Milwaukee pack out half plate. So it'll do the, the half boxes. Um, even though I already have a six wide in the Jeep for whatever reason, I was like, you know what? I just, I might need another half mount. And so I bought that. And then I bought a marker rack to hold all of my markers. Hmm. And then I bought the bolt-on, I bought a five-pack of the bolt-on zip-tie tabs. I have the weld-on zip-tie tabs, and I saw these bolt-on ones, I'm like, ooh, I like that. Mm-hmm. When you don't yeah, feel those, like busting out the welder, sure. Yeah, and, or like you have a location where you want to put, you know, you need to zip-tie something and adhere it to the frame, the body, whatever. It's like a perfect option. Just zip a little hole or just use a tech screw and just, you know, stick it down. And then you I, just I didn't. I didn't know that they that Jacob had uh, the weld on zip tie mounts. Um, so I ended up actually making some when I did my new rear shock tower. I just took like a piece of really narrow steel and just and then cut two little angles out of it. And uh, I put those on there because I ran I was running my fuel lines across it, um, and they work really really nicely. So now that I know that off road anonymous, aka Jacob. Um, has those <laughs> I will be stocking up. <laughs> it's awesome. I cannot, I can nor, ugh. I can neither confirm nor deny that he has, ah, uh, okay, he does. He has zip tie plumbing tabs that do indeed look to be well done. Um, Steve, I'm still trying to figure out what the topic is this week. We're it's not, not Black exactly. Friday purchases, is it? No, no, it's just, this is just us to catch up, man. We don't ever get to talk to each other. You guys want to do the topic? We're 45, what are we, almost 45 minutes in? Well, I don't know. That's what I mean. Like, we're already 45 minutes in, are we? Maybe. My beer's not empty. Yours is not empty, I can see. It's it's getting there. What are you drinking? Is it a triple? I'm drinking actually something very light. I'm having a Founders All Day Chill Day. Uh, All Day Chill Day? All Day Chill Day, and it's a cold IPA. It's very low ABV. It's like 4.5. It's like basically water to me. I am drinking the same thing I drank on the last podcast, which is the the sun kissed blonde ale because I liked it so much last time. I'm drinking another. Nice, nice. I'm. What you drinking Modelo. there, Derek? Oh, Modelo. Modelo there you go. Especial. Don't say it like that. It's just say Modelo. You're a white guy. It's Modelo. Modelo. Really? Oh, fine. It's a Modelo E special. E special. E special. Modelo E special. Modelo E special. Thank you. Thank you. God, get your pronunciations right. Right. This right. topic is brought to you by Eric Stevens. The topic is, would you rather, would you rather have uh, lower or higher gears in your axles or a doubler or re- like a sa- or standard transfer case? Basically, Ooh. which application? Would you rather run? Would you rather run lower gears and a doubler or like higher gears and a doubler? I guess it would technically be uh, taller gears and a doubler or shorter gears and a 
lower ratio or a Jesus Christ, it's so hard to do gear stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather have a doubler with a lower numerical gear in the axles or just a higher numerical gear in the axles? Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah, and and just a regular transfer case, like two seventy two mm-hmm. or something. Yep. Mm-hmm. That is the I, that is the topic. I have my answer. Okay. Let's hear it. It depends on the vehicle. It does. Um if it is a trailered rig. Um, I think I would prefer, and you can achieve the same final drive ratio with the higher gears. So like you're, we're talking like seven seventeens in the axles and like, a you know, a a 2.72 to one transfer case. I mean, one to one is equivalent to, yeah, is equivalent to a doubler plus like four tens or something like that. Right. Um, and uh, if I can get the gearing in the axles and it's a trail-driven rig, I would prefer it in the axles because it's less force and torque on the drive shafts and you joints. Mm-hmm. But if it's driven on the street, it's nice to have like a normal RPM when you're going 65 miles an hour it and is. then still have that crawl ratio when you're on the trail. Mike? It's it's tough because I've never had a doubler. And so even oh, yeah. though I understand the concept and I've driven Derek's truck and like I get it, it's hard for me to to really know the benefits of it. I mean, I've always had an issue with not having a lot of low speed control because I have <laughs> both not a doubler and not very uh, high <laughs> yeah. numerical gears. So I'm just, you know, riding around doing my best with my my single four low and and. I think that I'm really going to enjoy having five thirteens and like Derek was just saying, it'll be less stress on the powertrain, which is nice. Even though it's a pretty strong powertrain, uh, it's still nice when the axle is taking the brunt of it, especially when you have one tons Um, and the simplicity of having it in the axles where you don't have all the, you know, the linkages, the extra weight of a second transfer case, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Um, I like that pretty well. So I guess just because of my lack of experience with the doubler, I'd have to say that I would go with a higher numerical gear in the axles as well for a rock crawler. The transmission sees the same like mm. stress, right? If it's if it's literally the same crawl ratio, like it doesn't know the difference. Oh, it's the same crawl ratio. It's I guess just the true. drive shafts, right? Like because you're yeah. you're multiplying the torque in front of the drive shafts. Versus multiplying it behind the drive shafts or downstream of the drive shafts or whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah, still true. I mean, like a, you can get away with a 1350 if you've got higher gears. Maybe you need a 1410 with a doubler. I mean, I've it's been a long time since I've broken a U-joint knock on wood, but my I got four tens all around. Fourteen tens, I mean, all around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you have five thirteens? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh uh, one of the that's one of the things that's nice about this topic with the three of us is that Derek has high gears and a doubler. Mike has low gears numerically and a regular no two. Yeah, no doubler. And I have high gears numerically and a um a regular trans and no, and no doubler. So it's got I, like I that. sort of have high gear. I mean, I have five thirteens. It's a pretty it's high pretty gear, good. but like it, 40s, yeah. it's it's to get to like twenty three hundred RPM on the highway in fourth right. gear, right? Like my transmission doesn't have like it's a four L eighty. Like it, <laughs> they're not yeah. known for like a lot of like torque, I guess, because the gear ratios are all really low numerical, yeah. mm-hmm. which is so, great. Yeah, it is. It's it's annoying. <laughs> um, yeah. The first gear is like I, when I'm not in double low, like there's times where I can't spin tires because my truck is so heavy and the tires have so much traction. It's wild. Yeah. The, um. So he, uh, Eric, threw in a fun little, um, twist to this, and that is, in his scenario, his Ram has got his. I'm sorry, not his Ram. He has a Dodge. Is a Dodge Ram. Um, That's what they Dodge. all are, but whatever. Please continue. His second gen has got 355 gears. Ouch. And so for him to go to a higher gear numerically, he has to change carriers. So there's this cost associated. Are you squinting at me? 
Am I? Mm-hmm. I am squinting at you, but finish your thought. Okay. Is it, maybe that's wrong. Um, in most cases, to go from 355s to like a 410, you need to change carriers. And if that's the case, that's an added cost. So some like, would you be better off to go with a doubler and save the money of buying new cases front and rear? I well, I guess there's there's two ways to do it. Like a lot of times when people regear, they'll also be like putting a locker in it, in which case you just get the right carrier right. locker. Um I the 14 bolt I don't believe has a carrier brake. Maybe it does, because I guess the oh, yeah. carry axles came with the 456s from the factory. Uh regardless, my carrier on my 14 bolt is not changed i'm running thick cut gears so oh, yeah. typically when you re-gear to a higher numerical gear your pinion gets smaller obviously you need more material um i think they used to make ring gear spacers which seems like a bad idea but then they switched to just making thick cut gears so if you have a thick cut higher number gear ratio higher number gear ratio and a lower number carrier you can run a thick cut gear and achieve the same thing so and they don't cost that much i think it's like 15 bucks different yeah Yeah, it's just a little bit more material it's just material yeah so no carriers required and the cost of a gear is mostly machining and heat treatment and all that jazz so um yeah so hopefully that solves your problem (laughs) eric stevens yeah Yeah. and i mean i think i think he's aware of that it was just this is a he was getting ready to start polishing this morning he was listening to last week's podcast and this kind of popped into his head as a fun topic and it is actually i like the idea of doing a topic like every week mm-hmm. with like, like listeners submitting one a discussion yeah so listeners topic listen up listeners if you got and a then topic. We can put a twist we can put a twist on the end of it like how do we cool. solve this the worst way possible uh, i was just Bring about to back. say that yeah i know how i have <laughs> the answer actually um, <laughs> the worst, worst way possible you start with patagonia's um <laughs> And then you move on to your next solution, like your next part of that. I think the first thing you do is you put patties on it. And then after okay. that, then you make your gears numerically lower. So you put like some like 293s in there. Uh-huh. And, and then, then you just spin tires. You spin tires. <laughs> you spin the tires really, really fast. And then hope That's that the Patagonias right. do something. 272s. So 272 gear or 272 transfer case with 290 final mm-hmm. ratio in the axle and Patagonia's and 40 and, inch patties. And yeah, then 40s. Go drifting. Go yeah. drifting. Go drifting. You just have to have drifting. the power to turn them Rock when you drifting. have such incredibly high. Uh, oh, yeah. When so you have a treadwear value of, of 5,000, it's fine. Quad turbo. Oh, seven liter LS <laughs> or whatever the biggest LS. I don't care. Yes, two thousand horsepower engine. Okay, two ninety threes. Okay, uh, five thousand stall torque converter. Uh, yeah. and then yeah, just direct drive, <laughs> like a boat. <laughs> <laughs> Put in gear. It's just a torque converter and a drive shaft. Uh-huh. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, and two thousand horsepower and five thousand. Okay, and five thousand tread wear. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to decide if this will actually turn the tires over. Rock drifting. <laughs> Yeah, rock drifting. You just spend the Patagonias a lot. Can somebody tell me if that's going to work? Like, if 2,000 horsepower will, in fact, spin 40-inch tires with a 293 ratio? Of course it will, if it doesn't destroy something (laughs) in the powertrain in between the two. There's nothing in the powertrain between the two. Oh, there's nothing. Torque converter. I don't think it would spin them, actually. I think it would just stall. Is it 16? just generate all the heat. It'll it'll do it. Yeah, I guess you'd probably need one gear. In a lot of yeah, it'd be like what's an MV forty five hundred like a a five point five to one first. That's a granny low. Yeah, I'd probably do it with two nineties. It's fine. Yeah, you don't. You just you turn the torque converter lock switch on. You you just turn it on, and then you just hammer down, and it just starts burning the tires off. No, I think you need you need to have the torque converter lock switch off to get moving. Like once they start spinning, then you lock it up, and it just. They just go crazy. And then you run 1880 U-joints yep. in the drive shaft. Yeah, you're going to need a big drive shaft for that. I don't know if that's... 
I don't remember what size U joint is in this is in semis. I think okay, it's hey. 17, 10, and 1750. Yeah. Okay. Maybe? The the guy that um, I sold my Patagonias to had a supercharged Jeep, and I watched him quote wheel, and his style of wheeling was give it the beans and watch the tires spin and bounce and rock until you go up the obstacle. And I was like, he yep. also had he also had a Rubicon four to one with a rip supercharger on a three, six. Yeah. To be fair. Okay. You were right. Saying. That there are 1880 series universal joints. Saying. I knew there. I knew eight inches across, dude. That's crazy. Eight Pretty inches sure across. That's running. how big that U joint is. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. That's what you need when you're trying to put 2000 horsepower to a set of two ninety threes and 40. Apparently jeepers <laughs> creepers, man. So Sounds good. It, I'm fairly certain that the 1880s are what they run in this in like semis. I'm assuming that's like super heavy duty, like heavy yeah. haul, low RPM. When like you have not not really street driven or like city city geared trucks. Uh, I would have probably was in Derek's truck. You're you're saying so that like, that's a standard says you joint for a, a drive shaft or a semi. I mean, you drove semis. You would know. You probably changed one before, right? I, yeah, I know, but I don't remember the part number is for it. Uh, yeah. I don't they eight I inches across? You would remember that. I mean, a 1760 is seven inches across. It's still fucking huge. They're they're every bit of that. Yeah, I bet it oh, is. I, I fully right. understand yeah. the naming convention of U joints now. I never really thought about it until just inches, a second. Inches. I don't know what I don't know what the one is, but the second number is in inches. Three point one. Hmm. And then the the second two digits, I think, are indicative of the diameter, or maybe the circ. Oh, it's the oh, circumference, oh. is it? Thirteen fifty. Two point one. Yeah. So what is thirteen fifty? Is that one point three five inches in something? No. Thirteen fifty is three inches across with a half inch cap or a half inch cross. Yes. Is it? Oh, uh-huh. no, not a half inch. No. Wait, a half inch cross. No, no, no. The second two digits are related to the the diameter of the cap. Okay, so I, I guess the or sorry, the sec the last two digits I mean are related to 50. the diameter of the cap. Fifty. So like a seventeen ten has no one, uh, three and a half four point one. It's three point one three and a half four point one. Bet. You joint guide. Yeah, there's got to be something else to it. Because the 1410 doesn't have a smaller cross, a smaller cap than a 1350. Okay, here we go. Here we go. 1210. I didn't know that was a size, first of all. Is 2.4 width and a 1.062 cap diameter. 1310. 3.2 wide, 1.06 cap diameter. 1330, 3.622, 1.062 cap diameter. I'm not seeing the direct correlation. Thirteen thirty is a weird one. I think they just added that because it's like a combination of thirteen ten and thirteen fifty. Um. All right. Here, fourteen ten, four point one eight eight, and one point one eight eight. Okay. So there's like a stand. Hmm. Okay. This is harder now. It's just bigger U joints, and they just need namings. That's why it's fourteen. Fifteen, you know, sixteen. Don't 16. even get me started on inside lock U joints. They start with a fucking seven. God bless it. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> or an or S forty four, which second awe is weird. At Twelve. I want to know what the U joint size is for the U joint in the uh, steering column, steering shaft. Baby. Yeah, I think that's it's a little guy. It's probably it's smaller than twelve ten. I like that we have gone off on a tangent. Already, all technical information. <laughs> <laughs> that part is cool. Okay, we need big U joints, big drive shafts, big gears, all gears, big horsepower, yeah, big torque converter, and big tires. Can somebody build this? Oh, go into uh, BMG Drive and do it. I think it's just called a pulling truck. Oh, yeah, that's right. They already built them. They're pulling tractor. It's just, Does yeah. anybody do a pulling truck on rock crawling? Because that's what I want to see. 
we say rock crawling, but also we're turn, talking about turning Patagonia as like 7,000 RPM so that they rock, actually do something. Rock bouncing, rock drifting is what we said, right? Drifting, and now we're changing it to rock pulling. Yeah, rock. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a weird, it's like rock stacking, rock pulling. <laughs> yes, yeah, not rock bouncing. Um, I would love to see that, but you leave the weight in the front of the truck. Of the pulling hmm. truck. Yes. Derek, your face. Sure, Why would... sure make it hard to get up stuff. <laughs> Hitting that box That's on everything. <laughs> I thought this was a hard, like what? Terrible I'd answers for simple. I'd, I don't know. How's that thing go? Terrible, Terrible. solutions to simple problems. That's the yep. one. Yeah. And we have landed on rock pulling. Rock pulling. I like it. Rock yeah. pulling. It's an interesting one for sure. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah. Oh, Steve, did you ever say what your answer was, though? If you had the choice between a doubler and oh. numerically um, high gears? I would like to have a doubler in my Jeep at some point. Um, reason being throttle control when I'm trying to do uh, technical finesse work. Mm-hmm. I do not like how herky-jerky mine is with a 272 and 538s. This herky jerky. Just, I honestly just wish I could get a throttle body with more throw. Is really what I want. Like I want oh, to go take just... the cam. I want to go take the cam off of an LS throttle body and stick it on my throttle body. I just want more throw, or like I want to move the where I'll the, move the fulcrum of the where the cable attaches further away. Yep. Yeah. Would it be further? So away? that your throttle pedal does less as you move it it would be closer or closer closer to the fulcrum would the it be? Would be, yeah because then it would be you would move the pedal further and it would the cable would move less if i could figure out how to do that and still achieve wide open throttle and idle i would be very inclined to do that i will tell you that Nah, further away would make it more Herky further away would make it less sensitive. That's what you want is less sensitive, right? Because if it was very close, then if you moved it a tiny bit, you'd be like full throttle. No. Derek, can we get some input here? What's the question? Sorry, the- I pulled the Steve and I'm distracted by my phone. I see that if the fulcrum is here and the cable is way up here, six inches mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. Would it move more or less when when you push on the throttle, which is down here? Or would you want the cable closer to the fulcrum to move less when the pedal moves? If you move it closer to the fulcrum, it'll move less. Yep. Follow me, Mike. Mm-hmm. That's that's but if yeah, that's if the cable the... has the same amount of travel. I feel like it would be less. Since it was further away. The cable, wait, no, the cable travel is dictated by the, the pedal the, movement. The distance from the, well, okay. Assuming the, the pedal is always the same distance from the fulcrum and the, the degrees of rotation are always the same. If the cable the is per- attached closer to the fulcrum, it will travel less than if it is attached further away. Yes. It'll be easier to press on the pedal. <laughs> But who yeah. cares? Yeah, <laughs> fine because it wouldn't. Even if it was, I mean, the pedal's easy to. If you yeah. bump rock now with the chair with the you have your foot on there and you're just kind of you're like slowly trying to bump up to something. When you hit the rock, it's like you know what I mean. Like mo- most of the pedal force is dictated by the spring under the pedal anyway. So yeah, I don't really want a heavier pedal. I just want you'll have a lighter more, pedal, but it will be negligible. I want to have to push that thing like two inches to get like a half throttle. Instead of pushing it like a quarter of an inch to get half throttle. I want the complete opposite of a pedal commander. Yes. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I, know, I can't wrap my head around this one. Really? But you'll need more pedal throw to do that, Steve. Yes. I assume. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. If, in fact, it takes all of the current pedal throw to achieve full throttle. Yep. 
Yeah. And it probably uses the better part of it, I would guess. I would imagine, yeah, I would imagine. And that's where, like, a bigger cam on the engine side, I was thinking maybe, like, either way, I would love to do the math and figure all of that out just so I can have a smoother off-road experience, not so herky-jerky. You could you could do it in, like, Excel, where, like, yeah. like you could map out a bunch of different scenarios of, like, okay... Right now, when I move the pedal like 10 degrees, I get this much throttle open. Right. And then you could say, okay, well, what if I move the the distance from the fulcrum X amount? I mean, you can literally do it in percentages. It's it's mm-hmm. like easy enough, right? Like so if right now, let's just say it's one inch from the fulcrum and you move it to half an inch, it's 50% of the of the cable travel. Yeah, And so it's like a really easy equation to do. And you could just map out a bunch of different scenarios and figure out like, beep, 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 beep. This is where I want it. And then figure out how to make that work. One of these days when I have extra time and I'm not working on other dumb shit on that thing, I'm going to do that. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure out how much I have to lift the pedal off of the floor, like off of the wall. You know, how much do I have to change the mount assembly to get be able to still achieve it? Even if the pedal comes closer to me, that wouldn't affect me too much. Especially if you now have, instead of having like two inches of throw from zero to 100%, now you have four inches of throw from zero to 100%. Like, that would be nice. That would help. Would be nice. Mike is still trying to shot. Yeah, I don't. I can't. I can't do it. Like I, I'm usually very good with physics. Like when it comes to yeah. stuff like that, but this one I just cannot wrap my head around. I don't know why. I don't either. I would. I would tell you just go get like a long straight rod and play with it in your hand, and you could see it. Do you have a long straight rod, Michael? Hmm. <laughs> not the patreon yet fellas eight pounds of our like eight million rc parts behind you like there's got to be something there that's six inches long we there's know, no like, there's tons it's tons of stuff i mean i literally have like servos and linkages and everything and it's just okay the cap is the accelerator if we move if this is the if this is the um if this is where the the you see how much it moves? Yeah. You see how much it moves? Does that make sense now? This is the cable mount? Yeah. It moves less. Yeah, I see what you mean. You're right. Okay. All right. Mike's like, I'm just okay. agreeing. I still don't understand. No, no, I, I see what you mean. It's just, it feels like if it's closer, if you had the same yeah. amount of travel for the cable, that it would move more. If it were the opposite side, if the, pedal, if the pedal was closer to the fulcrum, Yes. But if the pedal stays the same relation to the fulcrum and the cable comes closer than no. You're you're right. I think that's what I'm thinking about it backwards. Yeah, that could be. Okay, well, anyway, I hope that you achieve the thing you're trying to achieve. I do too. Are you guys ready to wrap this thing up? Yeah, we better move it on over to the Patreon. Uh, I'm looking up. Uh, oh, gosh, I have so much room to work with. Boys, I have so much room to work with. I mean, I don't know what that means, but cool. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of the uh, of the pedal, and I'm looking at how far the cable is currently. So it looks like it's fifty fifty. It looks like it's about fifty fifty from the fulcrum to the pedal to the, and then up to the cable. So it's one to one currently. Derek, who is looking at his phone? No, I see it. <laughs> I'm guessing it's, it's probably one to one right now, so we could literally just cut that down. Yeah, it looks like it. Lower, weld it back on, and then, and then just raise it off of the off of the wall with a spacer. Yeah, I'm gonna look into that. I could even actually just bend. I wouldn't need to move it off the wall. I could just bend the accelerator um, arm a bit, maybe. I'm gonna play with it. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it all apart first, and then I'm gonna play with it, and then I'm gonna figure that out. All right. You guys ready to wrap this thing up and move to the Patreon? I am Better. ready to move it to the Patreon. We can talk all about Mike's six-inch or less shaft. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I've been to <laughs> four supply parties. The less <laughs> is not needed. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, check out Complete Off-Road, 563-583-5363. 
get stuff for your rig, call Chris. If you need something, they got it. They can get it. Whatever you need. Check out Crawler Off-Road for all of your recovery things. If you need some synthetics in your life, Crawler has got you covered. Go check out a 10-foot tree saver shackle. You need that. This tree saver saw shackles the shit. Does anybody else sell that? I don't think anybody else sells that, right? Beats me. I still don't have one. I... Been wanting one for a long time. Exclusive. Yeah. Need to talk to him. Yeah, it's a crawler exclusive. I'm calling it here. Um, check out Morphlate. Obviously, we've shouted them out. Check out Rad Designs. Um, if you need to get your shift together, I did check with Rory. He does, in fact, make a VX shifter for the 4L60E. <laughs> so I got a confirmation on that. I did not get a confirmation. I did not ask him yet if you did, in fact, need a shift kit um, or a. Uh, if you needed a valve body mod to do manual valve body in it with the shifter. So I haven't checked that yet. I'm sorry. I'll check next week. Rory, if you're listening, let us know on the, on the chat. Um, Toolbox Offered widget, check anonymous. Out. Offered anonymous. We already shouted out Jacob. It's true. Summershine supply is the only one left. And don't shout, don't shout out Summershine, Summershine supply for like 10 minutes. Like you usually do. I do. You you you, you really like that company. You talk about them so much. Yeah, they're all right, guys. Check out the <laughs> if you need to get shit cleaned and your metal shiny. We'll get you taken care of. If you're a polisher like E-Rock, then you can get you some Polish. He's not does a Pol- he use Summershine Supply? No, he's Irish. Oh. Uh, he does use <laughs> Summershine Supply. Oh, nice. Yeah. So... Check it out, uh, summershinesupply.com. Use code TOP10. It's there and usable. Okay, nice. is that all we got? Is that all the people? I think so. Okay, it's enough of them. Let's go. You guys ready to get out of here? Let's, Let's do go. it. Let's go. you have any last words? We good? Gosh, I had some earlier, but I can't remember what they were. You it's replace up. your bent leaf springs. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> These springs are for poor people. <laughs> that's not that's not last words it's just mean oh. <laughs> and with that it's just accurate thanks for joining us and we'll catch you on the trail